It's time for Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM. Welcome to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa. And if you download the iHeartRadio app and take us with you anywhere you go, you might also be listening on another radio station that carries Moment of Truth, and we welcome you if you're doing so. Or if you're listening on our SoundCloud or one of your favorite podcast platforms. It's a pleasure to have everyone with us here, and it's also a pleasure to welcome to the show today the duo Nadia and Jason Bernstick, and they are here, well, to talk about music, of course, but also because they are having uh, quite a great year, I think. They are currently, let me see here, I've got a number of things that uh, they are up for, and uh, they are nominated in the Indigenous Artists or Group of the Year for the Juno Awards. They were the winner of the Single of the Year for the Canadian Folk Music Awards for 2021, which just recently happened. So congratulations to them on that. Nominated for Indigenous Songwriters of the Year for the Canadian Folk Music Awards and nominated for the Indigenous Artist of the Year for the Western Canadian Music Awards of 2020. Also for 2020, nominated for American Album of the Year for Independent Music Awards. But not only that, they are also nominees for the Summer Summer Solstice Music Awards that are happening on June 12th in Ottawa. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Hello, hello. It's a a pleasure to have you. To give people a little more information about the two of you, Nadia and Jason Bernstick, you do form the duo Bernstick. And it's uh, folk music that's brimming with the kind of chemistry that could only come from a husband and wife, Jason, a Plains Cree guitarist, and Nadia, a Francophone Métis singer-songwriter, that are creating award-winning uh, music. And uh, the two performers whose voices and languages blend together with ease and push the boundaries of contemporary folk music. And uh, your vocal harmonies, of course, with which are ma- magical, and allowing the beauty of simple melodies to shine through. Very, very true. It's hard to deny that the magic they create as they command the stage with their palpable performances. Now, in 2015, they created an award-winning all-original lullaby album that married languages and bridged cultures. And coming back to their folk roots, they released their long-awaited album and debut album, Hiana, which features thunderous singles of Pay No Mind, and Some Kind of Hell, which we are very familiar with here at Element FM because we play them all the time. Topping the charts in uh, the NCI, the Indigenous Music Countdown. And then uh, with the album of Burnstick Encourages, the reclamation of each other's respective cultures while choosing to be stronger together. And that all uh, comes through, I think, in a number of the songs. You know, as I was going through, as I say, we're familiar with a couple of the songs we mentioned there. Pay No Mind and Some Kind of Hell. But uh, there's one song that, by looking at your website and seeing the videos that you've created around some of these, there's another beautiful song there called called Prayer. And uh, it's a beautiful song as well. Oh, I pray for you at night As I sing and hold you tight Pray that you will grow into So... Tell me a little bit about the background of Burnstick. How long have you guys been together as a couple? And then who, what came first, the, the forming a couple or forming, did it come out of a love of music? <laughs> well, I, um, yeah, no, the music came second. 
Okay. Um, the baby came third. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 we met in Iqaluit a number of years ago. Uh. I was a first time met in um, Aboriginal Day Live. Um, and I was doing a show there with another artist. And she was on on set with the crew. And um, yeah, I know I, I was I saw her and I was like, well, okay. <laughs> and I, I basically chased after her for, for a couple of months without any luck. <laughs> and then uh, there was another show that had came up and we started talking from that point on. And then uh, I invited her over to my house um, and she said no. And then uh, she just showed up the next day. She just invited herself over. I was like, okay. Um, and then she just never left. I, I, I couldn't get rid of her. And then um, we have getting. And uh, we wrote a song that day. We wrote our first day. Our was first song, first music. day. And then, um, yeah. So, and then we obviously got engaged, got married, and then. Um, Keanu came along and then um, that's our son that's our son yeah. uh-huh. and then um, yeah and it, we just kind of been working on music independently and with each other ever since so um, Nadia writes her own stuff I write my own stuff but um, it's interesting how like the the burn stick thing it's different from um, what she does and different from what I do a little mm. bit so it's like it kind of is what it is it's its own thing it's really really cool it is, and obviously, it, it does have its own flavor. It brings that magic of your two voices and your two talents together, as as has been pointed out. Let me ask you this: When you first started writing together, did you first notice, and do you do you understand the magic that is coming through in the music you're you're pulling together together? For me, I think I was more flabbergasted just sitting next to her and playing music with mm-hmm. her. I was like. I was just in awe at the, you know, like it was one of those things as cheesy as it may sound. I think I was more just like enjoying the energy um, that was happening. Uh, but I noticed like when we play live or now, or even like recordings and or you know, rehearsing or singing, I can hear um, the tones in our voices and the way they, they mesh together. It's really, mm. I really enjoy it. And it's, it's, um, it just kind of, that's what happens. And I have never like, um, sang so consistently with someone else before mm. and brought it to it. You know, at her singing, her voice has brought me to another level as well mm. and has made me a big, better vocalist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where it, it, you really have to listen to each other. And it was always, it was always easy in a way, like doing music together or playing music together. It was never like difficult. It was always so natural right from the beginning. So I think that that's what was, maybe I didn't, notice the magic or, or 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 understand it at that moment but it was always so easy and it always just sounded good and so mm-hmm. I think that that was sort of the start of it um for myself and then now when I like listen to our recordings and hear what we've been able to do together and just hearing um like people responding to it I I can understand what we've done and what we have and it's really it is really special it most certainly is, and I think it's um, it's very unique sounding. It's a very strong and striking sound that you guys bring together uh, out of your music, and it's wonderful to see. Uh, congratulations to both of you for finding each other <laughs> and bringing the music together that has come out of this uh, this union that you guys have have, have put together. Uh, Jason, has the uh, the awe factor worn off for you <laughs> in this relationship? Or oh are you God, still? No. no, and that's what's fun about it. It's just like, um, uh, well, you know what happens when you 
you know, get odd mm. <laughs> things happen, right? I mean, like, you know, like sometimes rehearsals are a bit distracting, and, you know, like she's beautiful and, mm. uh, you know, I'm always attracted to her. And so I think that's probably part of the, part of what happens is, mm. is that energy. So I, I think it's, um, so no, um, to answer your question, it <laughs> hasn't worn off. I think she can testify to that as well. That's really funny. I, I feel like I said that it was, it's easy to, to, to sing together. I think that it's, I think it, it's easy in a, a, a manner of speaking, but then when we get into the recording studio, it's <laughs> we have very, um, we come to the table with very specific visions. And um, so we're, <laughs> we're often bickering or arguing about, about how to make um, arrangements work, like uh, different musical arrangements work. But I think that just makes it better. I think it may, it, the end product of what we create just makes it, a lot better because we're, mm. we're, we're coming to the table with such, such strong um, visions for, mm. for what we want. Now, speaking of the strong visions, it, that makes me think of a couple of things. The lyrical content that you bring, uh, the simplicity of how things flow out of your music together. Um, has the, has that, that element that, that, the voices work so well and blend so well and so comfortably together. Has that influenced, if this makes any sense to you, how the music is, is, is uh, how you're interpreting it, if that makes any sense, or, or how the arrangements come together? Yeah, I think I know what you're saying. Um, well, you know, for one of the first songs you wrote was uh, um, uh, Every Road. And that came out of like uh, a tuning that I, I often played in, but I never really wrote a song in it. And I kind of wanted to write a song in that. And, and that's when Nadia and I started uh, writing together and it just kind of showed up. Um, and I didn't really think too much about how the harmonies and all that was blending. It just kind of happened the way it happened. Mm -hmm. And then with Pain No Mind, that was a different thing too. Like that, that was the first song we sat down in the studio to, to start to work and, and record and, you know, I, I became conscious of the key, um, of the arrangement of the melodies and, and how, um, I don't know, just how it flowed, I think, after the fact. Mm. <clears throat> I listen to it now and I'm kind of more aware and I, I almost don't want to be, but, you know, it just happens. I'm almost more aware of like um, the keys and, and mm. the types of things that we do that actually mesh together really well. Um, um, now I'm conscious of it, whereas before I wasn't. Right. I would say. That's true. I didn't think of it that way, but you're right. Like, I think in the beginning, it was just, we would just come together and create something. Whereas as now I know what works and what doesn't. And so I think that now when I'm writing, I'll write more specifically to what works with our voices or what mm. works with our lyrics mm. or how they're sung. Mm. Um, whereas I, I think in the beginning, it was just, we just kind of did it naturally we didn't really thinking of it until it worked and mm. yeah at the same time too like when writing i'm just trying to stay out of my own way mm. and not put up those things too like you know those boundaries and limitations on whatever it is we're doing just kind of just go with whatever is happening in that moment so um we have a number of things right now that we're working on um, we're chipping away at um it's pretty rare of us to sit down and just finish one song and move on to the next mm -hmm. uh, i think right now we're both like we have a some songs that we're we're chipping away and we're doing it what we can and um you know having a little toddler and in our working lives and whatever else it's a little tough sometimes to sit down and just work on stuff but when the moment hits us like we sit down and we hammer some stuff up for sure 
Right. Now, if you go to your website, uh, burnstickduo.com, you can see all uh, about you, uh, some, some wonderful pictures, great videos. I want to talk about the videos a little bit uh, as well. Um, I, I, the other thing, though, with the, with the songs, it says, of course, this is uh, Keanu, is the, is the debut uh, album. So uh, singles prior to this, other uh, songs, but this is the first, uh, first album? Correct. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did the Lullaby album, but oh, yes. that was right. sort of like not not really the music we do. It was more of a sort of special project that I, I wanted to do for my nieces and nephews at the time. Mm. Um, and so we, I don't really feel like that was our first um, true album. Um, I do think this is more of our debut album. Okay. Out. Now, that's interesting that you you say you wanted to do that for your nieces and nephews. Because, of course, with, with Kiana... Uh, the, the name of the album and the name of your son, as you pointed out, the first thing we see written about that is we are a family. And I'm wondering about th- that importance, the importance of family. What is, wh- how does that, f- how does that fit into this, this blend of music and family? Well, when we, um, when we decided to, to extend or expand our family, um, you know, we both had names in mind for a girl and a boy. And, um, uh, we decided on a boy that would be Keanu. And when we told my mom what his name was, she said, oh, Keanu, mm. which is us, right? Mm. And um, so we got into a conversation about family and, and what it meant. And we started thinking about it. It just made sense. At all of the time when this album was being made and, and when we were writing and, and going to the studio, it was, just, it was very, you know, that family element was there like all the time. And it just made sense to call it that and where the songs were coming from and, all that stuff, like it just, it just, that was, that was, that's what transpired. Mm. I think having our son come into our lives really like um, made our focus be the, our family. And it, I think it expands to our larger family and then to our whole society in, in a way. Like, I think that those relationships just, really became ultra important for us and maybe more so than I, or than I thought they were before. Um, and just recognizing the importance of having, um, having family and having that community support. Um, and I, and yeah, I think it just became a larger, a larger, a larger thing once our son, um, came into our lives and we real it, it was sort of our perspectives were changed a little bit. Mm. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa, 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa. This is Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. My guests here on the show are Nadia and Jason Bernstick, the duo. You can go to their website at bernstickduo.com to find out all about them, see their music, see their videos. And uh, they're a folk music duo that uh, brings wonderfully, wonderful, wonderful music together. We play them a lot here on Element FM. In fact, uh, Pay No Mind and uh, Some Kind of Hell are two songs that we play uh, off their new album, uh, Keanu, which is the name of their son, as we've uh, found out from talking to them today. And it's a pleasure to have them on because they are also, they're, they're nominees in a number of categories and in different awards. The Juno Awards for this year, they are nominated for Ind- Indigenous Artist or Group of the Year. They are also nominated in the the uh, Summer Solstice Music Awards that are coming up for June 12th. And so they are also winners in the uh, 
the single of the year for the Canadian Folk Music Awards of this year, which were announced earlier uh, as well. So congratulations to them on all those fronts. And it's a pleasure to have them on the show to talk about the album, talk about their music. And, you know, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the two songs that we specifically, as I mentioned, play here on the show, Pay No Mind and Some Kind of Hell? Can you take us through those? You know, I can't help thinking about your videos when I when I think of the songs as well, um, because they're wonderful in their... Uh, they don't overpower the music, and they they allow both of you to be seen as well as your son specifically is in there in one of them as well. And it's wonderful to see. Uh, yeah. So just to, sorry, just to clarify, let's go back a little bit. So it's my, our son's name is Keanu and the album name is Kian now. So it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. And, and you heard it and my mom heard it kind of the same way where it sounds like the same thing, but it's, it's actually a little bit different. So Kian now is Cree for, for us. So that's what that is. Okay. Um, yeah, so the, the, those two songs were, um, I bet you anything that when we started like Pay No Mind, the, the picking pattern and um, uh, the way that I was playing that, uh, the Weizenborn at that time was probably different than when we went into the studio and sat down with the drummer and played it mm. live off the floor. Mm. Something happened and um, it, it just kind of went, and, and, I, and I don't, it's, it's a picking pattern that I don't normally play. <laughs> Um, but that's kind of what came out in that situation. And it was another one of those things where that conversation was like, well, let's get the drums to do this and let's do it. And, um, and, and the drummer just came in and did what he does. And, and then I played to what, you know, that and mm. Nadia played to, to what I was doing and we kind of did the thing together. So the process was really interesting. Spread across the papers Laid across the screen Um, with some kind of hell, um, that pretty much stayed where it started, like with that drive and that rhythm. Um, and again, with the Weizenborn, um, yeah. And I, you know, like personally, I had a, an idea about how it was going to go. Um, Nadia bought, bought some really cool um, uh, vocal ideas to it, and yeah, it, it's, it's just oh yeah. And obviously, we we, we uh, co-produced that one with uh, Murray. Murray Pulver as well, mm. who um, uh, we had a diff- bit of a different arrangement and he had rearranged mm. um, it. Do you explain what um, some kind of help means, like what, where it comes from? Oh, yeah. Then there's that. Um, yeah, basically what I was thinking about was, um, you know, like if an elder from way back in the day from 1800s or whatever were to come here today and, and see some of the things that they're, they, that's happened to the world and, mm. and Indigenous community, um, how they would feel. And, um, you know, and what they would do about it. Mm. And I, I would think that they would, they would fight um, to, um, you know, help their people survive and, and um, uh, persevere. And I don't think they would stop until they were gone. And that's basically what that song is about. And, um, you know, you think about like, you know, like, uh, like just the way things are in the world today and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that care about it and, and obviously like wanted, wanted to do better. So I think that's what the, the spirit of the song came out of, like from that perspective. Mm. Also on an environment level too, like if they came back and saw what we were doing yeah. to the world and to, to our people, I think it was really about, about that. Yeah. And it's like, uh, 
you know, they're like, they're, I think the first line is, uh, there's no lie that uh, can save you from yourself. So it's like, basically like, it doesn't matter how you spin, whatever it is you're saying, it's still a lie. It's still what it is, what it is. And, you know, you know, you have to deal with that at some point. And, you know, that's, that's looking at those things about, you know, we're, we're really geared by money and drive yeah. by money a lot of the time and at what cost. So I think that's what that's, that's kind of referring to. Yeah, well, and and I guess it becomes even more important once we bring uh, children into the picture, don't we? Because we think about seven generations and and our immediate exactly first it. generation. You know, that's exactly it. And I think the last verse is that I raised my hand uh, for all those who gave the most uh, from their prayers, from the cries of a child uh, to their last ghost. Mm. So that was referring to uh, residential schools and yeah. CFS system mm. and those that um, you know uh, keep culture alive and um, support communities, indigenous communities. That's what that was referring to. Right. And raising my hands wasn't about um, uh, fighting. It was more about uh, a show of respect. Mm. Um, like in the West Coast cultures, they, they raise their hand when they, they raise their hands with their hands, uh, the back of their hands facing you um, as a show of respect. And um, I, I love that, that image. And that's something that that's what I was referring to as well, where it's like I raise my hands, raise my hands to all those who gave the most. Right. Um, you know, so it's, um, yeah, that's, that's where that came from. Now you brought up the Weisenborn's guitar and, uh, it's of course a very unique looking guitar that you play uh, like a slide guitar. If you, it, is it essentially a slide guitar? Is that what you'd call it? Yeah, that's, that's initially what they were made for. Um, there's different versions of them. Uh, a guy named Herman Weisenborn back in the night, late teens and into the early thirties was making these instruments in California and uh, I think there was probably about 5,000 or so made. Um, I stumbled upon the instrument years ago, and I had some copies made for me, and I still have them, and I love them very much. Mm. Um, but I always wanted originals, and I managed to, to get my hands on some. <laughs> and um, I've been a bit of a collector ever since. <laughs> so I have a, um, 1923s, 1927s, wow. style one through, through three. I have a style four Kona. Um, which is a different one. I love how like no one knows. What no one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> which is hilarious. But they're essentially like slide guitars. People yeah. think they're all oh, their dobros. They're, they're not dobros. Dobros actually came after that. Yeah. Um, they are. Um, yeah, they're just a different instrument altogether. They're warm. They're rich. Yeah. Um, they're just so fat sounding. And yeah. I absolutely love playing them. And they look really solid. Made out of Hawaiian wood. I understand. Sorry, say again. Made out of wood from Hawaii. Yeah, a uh, koa wood from Hawaii yeah. from like, like always 1923 to yeah. 1927. So it's like 100 years old. Yeah. And who knows how you know, old the trees were before then when, when they, you know, made the guitars from that. So they're, yeah. they're holding up really well. They're super incredibly lightweight. Mm. Um, but I've never had any issues with um, like any kind of bracing or anything like mm. that. It's just, uh, um, there's nicks and dings and things in them, but that's expected, you know, yeah. an instrument 100 years old. Yeah. But they are phenomenal. Like, I think one of the, for the guitar head nerds out there, like when I, I let the, let it resonate, mm. some of them last about 18 seconds, wow. which is incredibly long. It is. Well, that's For an instrument to, to resonate that long. That's great. Um, now, you know, off the top, we, we also talked about the fact that you are you're the winner of the single of the year for the Canadian Folk Music Awards. You're also nominated for the Junos. You're nominated for the Summer Solstice uh, Music Awards as well, which are coming up on June 12th. 
um, the attention and the accolades that have been coming your way? How do you guys feel about this? <laughs> it's interesting because it's a, an interesting time to, to sort of um, get recognition for, for our album. I think that I'm thrilled by the recognition. It's super humbling and very grateful for it. I love, I'm thrilled that people are listening to the album. Mm. Um, at the same time, I think it was, it's kind of been maybe good for us that, we're, <laughs> that we can't be out in public and that we can just be, <laughs> that we're just at home and it's, it hasn't really changed anything like mm. other than seeing, you know, posts on Facebook and social media mm. um, on on our daily, our daily lives have, have not changed, which mm. I think is a really, really good for us. So right. um, very humbled by the recognition. Um, but I think because of this whole um, time that we're living in, it, it really hasn't changed much for us. Mm. Wow. I think being nominated too amongst like other artists that are just absolutely phenomenal in mm. all categories and all nominations. And right. um, it's amazing. Like that the, the quality of the musicianship out there is the singers and the songwriters and all that and you know being mentioned among them is, is an absolute honor yeah phenomenal phenomenal artists and it's just like we're kind of we're blown away actually by it because we, we did not expect what's happening right now mm. by any by any stretch right um the other thing i guess is is that because like you say you're in this lockdown sort of situation um the videos that go along with your songs um can you quickly talk a little bit about those I can't stand my hair. <laughs> You're growing out the hair. The dad bod was happening. I'm just like, oh, it's not great. Wait, I love those though. <laughs> I I love the simple video for some or lyric video for some kind of hell. Um, I love this simple video for prayer. Mm. Um, it just I you know like as much as I would love to you know have really like. Uh, high budget music videos. I think that these are so special. Mm. And the fact that we like now, even though they weren't that long ago, I already can watch them and see how young my our son was in them. And it's kind of, um, and see how special that moment was and how really there, those songs and, and the recording of the album centered around him. Mm. Um, so I think that that's really special. They're not, they're not high budget videos. <laughs> they're not, but I, I love them so much. Well, I think I, you... I love them too. And when I watch them, that's exactly what I do. I watch, I watch them for him. I don't yeah. watch them for my, my bot or my. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's wonderful that you have those memories now that you, you have them for yeah. yourselves and for him, uh, as well. Um, these are family me memories and treasures that you'll be able to, to take forward. And the fact that they are seeing, like, like you're saying, they're not high budget. I don't think that, I don't think that affects this at all. Uh, I think you've done some wonderful work with, with the, the simplicity of them. And they, like I said off the top, they don't overpower the song. They don't, uh, they, they don't fight it. You know, they, they work with it just like your vocals and your, and the songs work, uh, together. So congratulations, uh, to you on, uh, this wonderful family you've bringing together uh, and your your son and um and and all the accolades and and the, the wonderful uh work that's coming f you know out of what you're doing uh we, we wish you all the best in the future and we look forward to hearing more from you guys uh coming down the pipe in the future and and we wish you all the best as well thanks so much you know thanks for having us they are the voices of Nadia and Jason Bernstick the duo 
And as I said, you can see more by going to their website at burnstickduo.com. And that is this portion of the show. I'm your host, David Moses. Don't go away. We will be right back here on Moment of Truth with more right after this. When all my, all my will is low. When all my, all my days are done. Back to Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element, Element, Element FM. Greetings and welcome to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa, 1065 in Toronto, 957 in Ottawa. And of course, you can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Download the app and then type in our coordinates, and you can take us with you anywhere you go. It's a pleasure to welcome to the show Lana Thomas, and we have Lana on the show because it is the month of a Summer Solstice Indigenous Festival, and Lana is part of this festival, and she's going to tell us a little bit more about what she's going to be doing. And, you know, the festival itself, though, is quite interesting, and it has many parts to it. And that's uh, why it's so interesting, because it, uh, it has all these different it's got a marketplace, it's got programs, it's got live events, it's got an educational program, and all of this stuff is going on. And um, Alana is actually someone that works with wood, and she, she is based in Ottawa. However, she has ties to the East Coast, and we're going to talk more about that and her heritage uh, going back to the Mi'kmaq out in the East Coast. But just to tell you a little bit more about the Summer Solstice Indigenous Festival, which runs from June 1st to the 21st, and it was established in Ottawa in 1996. And it is a multidisciplinary arts festival that brings together Indigenous artists, performers, educators, students, and community members to share knowledge and to celebrate. It does celebrate. There's lots of celebrations going on. Canada's diverse Indigenous cultures. And there is also the Summer Solstice Indigenous Music Awards. And they're going to be actually handed out on June 12th with a special live stream ceremony from the National Arts Centre in Ottawa as well. So make sure to tune in for that. We're going to have lots of guests on talking about the Summer Solstice. The artists that are going to be, some of the artists are going to be featured as well. Some of those that have... uh, that are up for nominations. So lots of stuff that is is going on. But back to Alana, because Alana uh, uh, came on to the show very quickly. We, we just arranged this the other day, and so we turned it around really quickly, and it was, it's great to have her on. Now, Alana is, as I mentioned, she has some uh, First Nation Mi'kmaq heritage as well as Irish heritage. And uh, she was born and raised in around the Ottawa area. But she is a member of the Eel Ground First Nation in northeastern New Brunswick. So, Lana, welcome to the show. Great. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. 
Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you here. And now you work with wood, and part of that is because you visited uh, Lennox, Prince Edward Island, uh, back in 2003, and you were inspired by the ancestor heritage that you come from, especially around the Mouse Star, I understand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it goes back to about 2003. I took my family on a trip to Lenox Island, like you mentioned, and I came across a piece of pottery um, that I bought uh, at Lenox Island. And on that pottery had a Mi'kmaq star. And it was something that I wasn't uh, familiar with. So I started doing some research and uh, really just kind of was drawn to this star. And then fast forward about 13, 15 years or so, I woke up one morning and I was like, I want to build one. I want one to show my Mi'kmaq pride here in Ottawa on the, you know, the traditional unceded territory of the Anishinaabe, where I am a settler. I wanted to show my Mi'kmaq pride here. And so that kind of sparked my interest to get into woodworking. So you hadn't worked with wood prior to that? No. So this is a new venture for me. Um, I had not worked with wood before. I was not uh, an entrepreneur before. (laughs) I I started cutting wood that morning. It took a couple of days with my husband and my father. Uh, My dad has a a background in carpentry. And so he's been showing me the ropes and taught me how to use all of the saws, all of the sanding tools that I needed. He's been mentoring me on how to do the staining process, et cetera. And that's kind of how I got started. Had you been an artist prior to that? I would say I've always been on the artistic side. Okay. Um, but this was the first time that I had ventured into creating something. Well, congratulations. And you've created some really beautiful things. And I see that it's really blossomed into something that you've really really ran with. You've got all kinds of these Mouse stars in all kinds of forms. Now, I see you've got the four colors, right? You've got four directions on that. Originally, I guess that's how, maybe how you started. But when you go to your webpage and you, you go to see the work that you've done, wow, you've really, really taken that to... Uh, I see you're actually wearing one as well. So you've got a necklace. Yeah. You've got all these other, other ways that you've presented this Mouse star. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It started out um, as representing the Mi'kmaq star in its true form um, and then following the more traditional uh, medicine wheel colors in the four directions. Mm -hmm. And then as I realized I loved woodworking, um, I ventured into a bit of pyrography. And when I did that, I wanted to showcase the... um, the more ancient petroglyph, mm. um, hieroglyph type symbols that the Mi'kmaq used to use in terms of their, their their writing. And so some of the stars that I do, custom work, I will tell a story um, by working with the client to find out what they want that to show. And so that's some of those other more intricate pieces that you can see on the website. Yeah, so if you go to your website, it's actually Square. Is that right? Dot. Yes, Mi'kmaqWoodenArt.square.site. Yes, and and of course you've got, as I say, you've got all these. You've got the Mi'kmaq stars, but you've got clothing, you've got home decor and other uh, wooden wall art that people can see for purchase. You can see this, and it's quite beautiful. Uh, clothing, you've got, yeah, it's really, really lovely, all the, the, the options that you have given people, and, and the way you've, even the floral one that I'm looking at is, is quite lovely. Yes, um, yeah, thank you. 
You're welcome. Now, it's wonderful that it's blossoming into all of this. Now, tell me about your involvement with the Summer Solstice Festival. Uh, So for me, I'm just going to be part of the marketplace, but they've been absolutely instrumental in helping me connect uh, with an, an additional diverse group of clients through their web platform. Mm. Now, if people are interested in seeing the marketplace and the other things that are going on with the festival, they can go to summersolsticefestival.ca. There you get the choice to go down to, like you said, the first choice is actually the Indigenous marketplace. And that's where uh, people can can click onto that. They can go to the creation workshop, the culinary workshops. That's another one. Is this the first year that you've been involved Mm -hmm. with this? No, I joined last year um, with COVID that mm. definitely uh, posed a few issues, right? Yeah, yeah, Everyone having to pivot a little bit more to online. Thankfully for me, I've always done an online sales. But what I recognized was that the summer solstice marketplace provided um, myself with an opportunity to bring a lot of inventory to one location, Mm. have it sold on their website and Mm. shipped through them as well, which streamlined the process for me. It was less, uh, you know, less trips to the Canada Post, if you will. (laughs) Um, And this way it went through Go For It. And it was an Indigenous um, shipping company. So that was a complete plus as well. Wow, that's great. Now, this is your second year, and, uh, and, and it's wonderful that they've got this marketplace, you know, to include in this festival, much like it would be if it were a live event, right? You'd be on site if this was a live event selling your wares, correct? Yeah, and I had never had an opportunity to participate in uh, a powwow uh, marketplace. So this joining up with the the Solstice Marketplace was an opportunity to do this online. And hopefully in the future, once we get to do these more in-person sales opportunities, then that's something that I'm hoping to get involved in. So going back to the these Mega Mouse stars, which is, seems to be a big part of what you focus on and how you use that and work with, and it's wonderful the history that you talk about and how you how it's important and why you wanted to bring this forward. Let, let's take one of the stars because one of the things, the things you say about the art and the wood that you use, you either use found wood or or, or wood that you you find somewhere or you know the wood you gather, but you also say that. It doesn't leave until you are satisfied with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, One of the pieces that have been very important to me is quality of the wood product, uh, quality in the craftsmanship. I'm touching each and every piece as I'm building it. And so, yes, I could easily, you know, uh, market this out and have somebody else help me build this. But uh, truly for me, I wanted to ensure that there was like love, Mi'kmaq pride Mm. involved in every single aspect and step of the process. So I, as a, as coming into my artistry, Mm. what I've realized is that I really want to make sure that this is perfect before it leaves the house. Right. And, you know, there's a, there's a picture of you with, uh, I guess, a table saw or something uh, that I see there, that, the work that you do. Uh, <laughs> the miter saw. Yeah, the miter <laughs> saw, that's right. And um, so you're not afraid to get your hands dirty and, and not afraid to get in there and work with this stuff. From start to finish, what would you say the timeline is, you know, if someone were to order something from you, let's say, how long might it take for you to, you know, from start to finish 
uh, put it together? Yeah, good question. And I've actually taken the time to track this because um, it's one of those things when you start building, um, you don't realize the amount of steps involved. Um, so just over last year, I was working with uh, Quaviz, an organization that was helping me uh, become an actual entrepreneur. And part of that process was tracking my time. So great question. It's roughly uh, 14 to 16 hours per star. Hmm. And that includes the, you know, the driving to the local mill to pick up the wood. And it's not even just putting in an order for wood. I'm actually going through each piece of wood that I purchased to make sure that it meets my standard. Um, Because each grain, once it's torched and once it's stained, Hmm. the grains provide a different, um, it's just so unique. So I want to make sure that I'm getting the the best quality there. Now, now, when you mentioned the wood... Um, when I look at the different stars and the different uh, decoration or the way you decor it, right, you paint it up, et cetera, I would imagine that each wood is different in terms of how it absorbs and how it does those things. So, yeah. so how do you know what wood you're going to use and what woods do you use? Yeah, so I use a select grade pine. Uh, I'm looking for a piece of wood that doesn't have too much sap lines through it. Mm. I'm looking for one that... Um, when I the, when I see it, I can tell that it's going to torch a specific way because mm. I torch most of the edges right. of the star. Sure. Um, as well, if there's too much sap whenever I'm torching it, that's going to come out. Yeah. And when that happens, I know that the the, the, the stain isn't going to stick right. um, in, and absorb into the wood like it normally would. And it can kind of leave different markings. Um, but at the same time, that's part of the beauty mm. of a handcrafted piece mm. um, and a naturally sourced uh, pine. Yeah. Uh, so that's what makes it unique. Pine is a, is a soft wood, easy to work with, yeah. I guess, but also, uh, it, and it's fairly light, um, mm-hmm. but it's, it, that's what gives it that, that real beauty, right? Because it does mark easily and it's one of those, it gives it that mm-hmm. character that, that uh, yeah. it develops, but it also absorbs well, right? It does. Um, the absorbing piece has been great because I usually put a couple of coats of, uh, of varathane on it to help protect it because mm. I want these pieces to be able to stand the test of time kind of mm. thing. I've got a piece in my front, uh, hall, like out at my front uh, door as my testing piece to see how long mm. I can keep that out there myself oh, yeah. uh, with the elements of the Ottawa weather. And so far, so good. But yeah, <laughs> it's... Um, Pine can can leave a lot of marks, so you want to be very careful when you're touching it. And, you know, don't bang it around too mm, much. Yeah. But uh, it's great for shipping at the same time because they're not they're not so heavy because the yeah. pine's been uh, exactly. you know fairly light. So we try to keep our, our shipping right. costs down as well, right. and that helps. Right, Atlanta, you're involved as you said with the marketplace at the Summer Solstice Indigenous Festival, and um, is there is there any live interaction with you through the marketplace? No, I haven't ventured into that. Um, That is something I think I could look at for maybe next year and find a way of incorporating a bit of a online um, craft opportunity. Mm -hmm. But that would be something that maybe I can look forward to for next year. Okay, so if people go to the summer solstice festival.ca, uh, that will take you to the homepage. You scroll down, you go to the indigenous marketplace, and you can click on that. And then that will take you down to, to see uh, some of these other online shopping help support for business and, uh, and, and those kind of things. Now, 
I, I don't see shop art. Here we go. So when you scroll down, it actually says shop art and you click on that and it scrolls you over to the next page. And there you can see your choice of the artists. And there looks like there's many, many pages of things for people to go through um, for uh, for browsing, just like you would be at the marketplace. It's wonderful. Elena, we're just about finished up. I'm just wondering, is there anything else you want to mention or you feel is important to share before we uh, say goodbye? Oh, thank you. Uh, I just wanted to say thanks for this opportunity. I think it's great that, uh, you know, the Summer Solstice is showcasing some of their vendors and then the partnership with uh, Element FM. Mm. This is great. Uh, and I also just want to wish everyone a uh, absolutely wonderful National Indigenous um people's day coming up and indigenous history month this is great all right nicely said lana it's been a pleasure speaking with you congratulations on all the the wonderful work that you're doing and it looks like it's been quite successful for you and that's really good to see and it looks like good quality work that you're putting out there nice to see that as well so congratulations to you it's been a pleasure speaking with you, Lana. Thanks so much, Thank Jimmy Gwetch, so for, for joining us on the show. And uh, all the best to you in the future. Take care. Bye-bye. Great. Thank you. Okay. Bye. That is Lana Thomas. She is a member of the Eel Ground First Nation. She's an artist. And you can check her work out at the Summer uh, Solstice Festival that is going on now until the end of the month. So if you go to the Summer Solstice festival.ca you can scroll down to the marketplace where you can find her work and check that out the mega mouse star you can't miss it it's quite lovely to look at don't go away we're going to be right back with more right here on moment of truth and element fm now back to moment of truth with david moses element 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 fm All right, we're back on Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. And you can also listen on the iHeartRadio app. If you download the app, take us with you anywhere you go. Well, it's a pleasure to welcome to the show Trudy Metcalf Co. And she is a chef. And I might say that uh, she is very busy right now with the summer solstice uh, planning agenda for for the the I guess the the musical summit you were saying is that right Trudy? It's for the uh, inaugural Summer Solstice Indigenous Festival Music Indigenous Music Awards. Yeah, yes, and that's coming oh. up on the twelfth of June, and uh, we've had many artists on the show talking about to the nominees for that show as well. It's a big deal. It's very exciting, of course. Now, um, this is a virtual event. Yes. So I'm not quite sure about all the other details uh, when it comes to my part. I just have to worry about making sure that the food is going to be getting to everybody um, and them feeling like they're having a gala dinner that's 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 been made very special just for them. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to that's what I'm working on. Now, that's, it's kind of an unusual thing, right? Because it's a virtual event. People are going to be uh, sent these meals out. I've heard of this happening before. And then everybody, what, prepares their own meal, and then they sit down and all do this together virtually. Uh, their meals will be prepared. All okay. they're going to have to do is just bring them back to a temperature. So I want to make it as simple as possible so that they can actually enjoy their evening and not have to be um, like in the kitchen and putting their food together and then rushing to get to the event, uh, the virtual event. So I want it to be that it's like a they have their dinners on their plates in front of them 
within about 10 to 15 minutes ready to eat. Wow, that sounds great. That sounds wonderful. Now, a little bit about yourself. Are you still in Iqaluit? I understand you took a, had a one-year contract to go and wor- work in the north. Are you still there? No, I actually, uh, I'm home a week today. And I, uh, yeah, so I just made it home like last Friday <laughs> evening. Okay. And I'm glad that I am because the Indigenous Summer Solstice, there's always so much going on mm. with it. And uh I've been fortunate to be a part of it now. I think this is maybe my fourth year. Mm-hmm. I don't remember fourth, maybe fifth year, and right. it's and it's just such a such an honor and, and and such a pleasure to be to be a part of it again. So, and it's much easier to do it from. I wouldn't be able to do this gala dinner from Michalovit, for example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's it's I'm I'm so happy to be here to be a part of it again to you know reconnect with people from years past and mm. and just it's it's growing and grow and like I'm growing with it mm. which is just I, I I don't have words I just it's hard to describe how it feels to be a part of it and just to be invited back year after year mm. that that's wonderful uh, congratulations on that now as, as a chef uh, you were I understand you were born in the northern part of Newfoundland and uh, Newfoundland and Labrador but you've lived in and around the Ottawa area uh, since uh, since you were around age age 22 or so Yes, uh, my hometown is Nain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is northern Labrador. It's in the land claims region known as Nunatsia Boot. Mm-hmm. It's the last community on the northern coast of Labrador. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up there as a child, just until I was about seven years old. And then our family moved down to northern Newfoundland, uh, where I, you know, I was until I graduated high school. And then I was, uh, you know, just on my own for a few years, trying to find, find trying to find where I would settle down. And then I moved to Ottawa when I was twenty two years old um, because I was expecting my my first child mm-hmm. and uh, where I was living was very much a tourist town and I thought well it's hard to raise a child in a tourist town and I and I'd never lived in a city before and mm-hmm. Ottawa didn't feel like a city I had considered Montreal I considered Toronto and they <laughs> just seemed way too big and too mm-hmm. confusing for me because I'm terrible with directions <laughs> I know left and right and that's it <laughs> Not north, south, east, and west. I know where north is, and that's, uh, you know, up in the Arctic, and that's about it. (laughs) South is too hot. (laughs) So Ottawa, to me, felt very, felt comfortable, uh, small enough to to navigate. And I had family here, and there was an Inuit community here, which I connected to within a few days of moving here. And then just being a part of that community for the last 33, 34 years. And um, we just, it's, it's nice to... Be in a city that's not too big of a city, but also be connected to the Inuit community where it makes it feel like I'm not in a huge, I'm not, I'm not just a part of my, of a metropolis. Like mm. I have, mm. I have space here. Yeah. And that's, that's what's nice about Ottawa. Well, coming back to, to uh, meals and cooking and, and uh, your, you being a chef, I understand the first meal you made was actually a chili meal. Is that right? You're about 11 or so? <laughs> Yeah, when I was about twelve years old, uh, I'm not sure how I how it happened, but uh, yeah, I, I, my my stepfather was uh, was Mexican mm. or yeah, me- American Mexican, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom used to make chili and stuff like that, and something that we all as a as a family enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And I just made it one day, and uh, it turned out really well. And I I was I've always been I've I was always the one in the kitchen at home, mm-hmm. you know, making the Sunday cakes or breads or cookies and helping with the meals and stuff like that. And 
I think a lot of that is I enjoy being inside mm. and the rest of my siblings would be outside doing the physical labor, you know, chopping the wood and sawing the wood and mm. bringing it in and shoveling the snow. And I was quite content to be in my space and make <laughs> the meals so I didn't have to be outside doing the hard work. <laughs> and I just have this natural thing where um, I don't know how to explain it, but if I think of a recipe, if I'm reading a recipe or thinking about something, I can, I can almost taste hmm. how it will go together or mm. it's like, no, that won't go with this. I, hmm. I can just, if I know the t- how something tastes, right. I'll know how two things taste together. Right. So if I'm thinking about putting them together, I'll know before I do it, whether or not it's going to work. Mm. So I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that- and yeah, I've just been cooking forever. Like it's just, it seems like all my life because right. it's just a natural thing. I, I, it's definitely a place where I feel very happy and very calm. And if I'm, if I feel like if I have any sort of stress or something like that, mm. if I'm not cooking, I'm not doing well. Wow. Cooking is, it's a relief for me. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's, um, it's definitely, it's just, it's just my happy place. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned off the top of the show about uh, preparing this meal for the uh, music awards, which is coming up on the 12th. The festival yes. itself runs until the end of the month. Uh, are you involved in other aspects of the, of the festival as well from a, from a chef perspective? Yeah, we actually have some, what's being called like, I think the Manitoulin boxes where mm. we're, um, I'm doing cooking, dem- like a video demonstration. It's all been recorded. So a cooking demonstration of uh, curried caribou. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are boxes that people will have an option to buy online. Mm-hmm. So they'll, they, they make their purchase. They choose what they want. Their meal, their boxes are delivered to them. And those ones they actually have to cook. And so they'll have mm. like the recipes, the recipes are in the boxes. Plus they'll also have a video mm-hmm. that they can have access to, yep. uh, to, and on the sixth, and though my boxes are actually being presented on June 6th. So I think also on June 6th, if people want to kind of join online or I'm, I'm not sure if it's, if it's an interactive, no, mm. I don't think it's an interactive video, right. but you know, I'm accessible. Right. <laughs> people can find me on the internet. They can find me on Facebook. If people are making something and it's like, oh, I don't understand this. Send me a message on Facebook. I'm very responsive. <laughs> I would, I, I just, I love to see people cooking mm. and cooking whole foods so that they can actually make a nice meal at home. And it's not as difficult as a lot of people think it is. Mm. Um, and just making simple, like you can make simple foods turn like, into a gourmet men- into a gourmet meal mm. and involving f- like your kids and stuff like that and and just cooking together as a family mm. it just it brings people together food brings people together in every yeah. culture yeah sure does and so if people now uh, we may have uh, piqued some interest here so if people go to the summer solstice festival.ca website and you just scroll down on the homepage you'll see culinary workshops and I think that's the area where they can go to and it says you click on more information and and that's going to take you over to uh, find out more about the events. You scroll down and you can see about the, the things that are going on there. And uh, and there you are, Curried Caribou. You can register online for a Trudy's uh, workshop. You know, speaking of that, I noticed that uh, as I was doing some research on you for this, you are all over the internet. My goodness, you're all over the place. So, uh, yeah, if people want to find uh, Trudy McGacko, it's pretty easy on the internet. You can get a hold of her on there as well now Trudy for this for this meal that's coming up for the awards and also for the the other things you mentioned like the the caribou meal um, people can still register for that and, and still get that sent to them is that right 
Yes, people can still register. Uh, when it comes to the the actual meals, like the meal kits, mm. I think they're more Ottawa based, just okay. because of the nature. It's it's food, right? Sure. It's, it's sure. so it has a timeline, and we don't we've got to keep safety, yep. you know, food safety and stuff yep. like that in mind. Yes, of course. Um, but there's on the on the Indigenous Summer Solstice sites if people wanted to be involved in other things that are not necessarily food food based. There's you know there's a lot of art workshops and and. Um, mm learning workshops with with different artists and 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 craft people like people who do some beautiful amazing crafts i was a part of that last year also right and and you know the nice thing is of course that if people can't make it to or take part in that event on on it's on june 6th from 6 to 7 p.m for the curdy caribou there are other chefs involved with this as well and right up until the 21st of of june so uh you know there's other stuff you can do hey maybe you want to take in a few of these right right why not right yeah there's a lot of options there's it's 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 so amazing to see how things have grown over the last few Mm. years Mm. and with the times that we're in how we've been able to you know still be able to do what we're doing to celebrate the indigenous uh summer solstice Mm. um and because a lot of it is virtual, we're not, it's not just in our community of Ottawa where people, you know, right. if you're in Ottawa, great, you can get to it. But if yep. you're not, it's across Canada, yeah. across the world. That's right. You know, so it's, it's just, correct. there's so, so many things. And yeah, I really, really encourage people to go and check out the site because it's, it's exciting. It is yeah. exciting. And for people who want to know more about Indigenous cultures and mm. uh, just to educate more or it's, it's 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 a good window into it for sure into a lot of different things nicely said trudy nicely said and what a way for us to end the interview it's been a pleasure speaking with you thank you for taking the time i know you're very busy so i i thank you for doing that i look forward to uh having the opportunity to taste one of your meals one day soon thanks so much thank you david That's the voice of Chef Trudy Metcalf Co. And you can find out more about her curried caribou meal that she's preparing for June 6th on the Summer Solstice Festival site by going to summersolsticefestival.ca. Scroll down uh, to the culinary, after you're on the homepage, that is, you scroll scroll down to the culinary workshops and you'll see uh, Trudy's uh, meal available there, as well as other chefs that are preparing meals. It's been a pleasure to have her on the show. Thank you for listening to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. This has been Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM.